This is the St. Luligan Podcast Network. the silly with the wooligans mitch bird yo it's coming home may, may well be sarah hey bradley hello good day for mr bird yeah not too shabby not too shabby i don't know how to feel i don't honestly i don't i don't know is is this what it's like to be a german fan for the last 25 years where you just <laughs> sit back and enjoy games without <laughs> pacing or punching walls how's it i think I they're a little more confident but yes yes so I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we were talking, though, earlier, I, this is something that a lot of us can relate to, being Blues fans, that this is kind of what we went through two years ago. We were just happy to be there, and now all of a sudden, it's it's real. Uh, yeah, there, uh, when when that Blues run took place, uh, at the start of the playoffs, I said to the father-in-law, I said, the Blues don't know how to lose right now. They, they seem like a team of destiny. I don't think they're the best team in the playoffs, but they seem like a team of destiny. And, and I'm getting similar vibes. But, you know, Italy on Sunday, man, it's it's going to be a rough one. It's going to be a rough one. They're, they're a good team. And But if you just said to me six weeks ago, hey, you'll get to the final and you'll play Italy, I'd have been delighted. So let the chips fall well, fall where they may. You yeah. know, I've never, I've never seen us play in a final. Never seen us play in a final. So I'm going to just have to enjoy it for what it is and well that's the thing i mean how many english people haven't seen that in their lifetime it's it's I'm monstrous for, i'm 45 i've like today i was really nervous because i've seen i've seen this movie before i've <laughs> seen us choke in a semi-final before i've seen it in 1990 it looked like it was headed to penalties it, it was quite possible i mean i you know it so i mean just let the chips fall where they may. I, I've got to enjoy it. They, they, they don't come around often. And, you know, they're a very good Italy team. Very oh good. Oh, my God, and, yeah. And, but maybe we've got the horses to run with them. You know, the last time we played Italy in a in a uh, knockout game was, I'll have to go back, 2016 maybe. Roy Hodgson was the manager. Andy Carroll and Theo Walcott were in the team. Oof. Ashley Young was in the team. They had Andrea Perlo. And um, <laughs> yeah, so and we got beat on penalties. So I think we've got the horses to to run with them a bit more. And 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 you are at home, yeah. Which you would think the crowd would be heavily you'd, biased you'd toward like, England. You'd like to think so. So uh, a lot of people are kind of downgrading England's performances because we played our oh, five or six games in London. But you know. Host nations are not a new thing. Yeah, you know <laughs> they do happen, and um, I I do think UEFA wanted to spread the tournament out a bit more. But you know Dublin, Dublin dropped out, Paris dropped out, a bunch of cities dropped out, and and Wembley took up the slack. So you know it is what it is. Yep. Well, and and that's the thing too. Like even with uh, Montreal recently announcing that they're going to get out of the uh, World Cup bid. World yeah. Cup bid. It's like, you know, well, when they drop out, somebody else is going to pick it up. You can't complain if it's not ideal. You know, if, if Canada go out of the group stages, you know, they, they can't complain because they didn't have enough home games. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So it's, it's, this is, this is kind of what it is. You know, and, and we're all going to get up for the Gold Cup next week, which is played in the America for the 17th time in a row. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it doesn't mean a lick of difference to us. You know, and host nations are not a new thing, but you've still got a beat the teams in front of you and, and you know I think our best performance was actually when we played in Rome you know and, and I made this point on Twitter as well right 1986 the hand of God um, 1990 semi-final against West Germany they scored from a 20 yard deflection off Paul Parker's arse and we lost on penalties then you got 98 when Argentina beat us on penalties we had a perfectly good goal disallowed in extra time Sol Campbell scored a uh, cracking header that was called back for some bizarre reason same thing in euro 2004 when we 
got beat by Portugal. We had another good goal. We've we've been shit on left, right, and centre. And now finally, we've got a ball a bounce our way, and everyone's nailing us to the cross for it. Fuck off! I've seen us get the <laughs> shaft for the past forty years. Let me have my day. Well, Let I, me have my day. And that's the thing. People complaining about the penalty today. It's like, yeah, it was soft. Yeah, it was. But you know what? I thought the first one that they didn't call was a legitimate penalty. Soft but, penalties happen. Yeah. And, and the other part is, too, is that they keep forgetting, and, and uh, John Champion mentioned it during the, during the review of that second one, VAR is not to review the call itself. Just for clear and obvious it's, it's, did, omissions. W- was this a, you know, was this a... At the right time, or in the moment, did he make the best judgment call he did, or is there a glaring omission that he Correct. missed? It's not, is it the right call? It's more of a judgment on the referee's judgment than it is, is this a foul or not? I, I mean, obviously, I'm a bit of a homer, but um, at the time, I thought it was a penalty. And, and then you can see... In the replay, are, it kind of, he was going down early. But he, I think he was touched before that. It wasn't a foul, but he was going down from, from contact. He was, con- yeah. there was contact there. And, well, and, and, and no offense, we fucking battered him. <laughs> if there, if the, it was a boxing match, the referee would have stopped it after 75 minutes. We battered them. They were playing for penalties after an hour. So anyway. Yeah, no, they definitely, especially when it got to about, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes into the extra time. Where it was, you could tell they were just literally parking at the midfield mm-hmm. line, and okay, we're going to make this hard for you guys to enter. And luckily, which I mean, no, no disrespect to Denmark, that's what uh, they had to do. Mourinho has made a career. We, yeah, we've seen this strategy before. We've seen soft penalties given before. I mean, we've seen worse ones than that. Mm-hmm. We've seen blatant dives. We've seen. I mean, these things happen in football, and. You're in the final. Uh, like you said, and it's not a cakewalk from here. Italy's a good team. Um, anything else we want to talk about in the Euros in general? I mean... I mean, we have to talk about Denmark itself and their fairy tale. Yeah. Yes. I mean, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I mean, what can you say about that? I mean, for, for a while there, he, he was knocking yeah. on heaven's gate, man. He was they, terrible. They had to bring him back. Yeah. Yeah. And... and, and, and you know, you say, you know, if you had told you two weeks ago, if Italy, if you and Italy were in the final, you'd have taken it. If you'd have told Denmark fans, you're going to lose Ericsson in the first game and almost lose him, lose him. Yeah. You're going to lose your first two games. And you're still going to make it to the semifinals. They'd, uh, they'd be pretty impressed with that. Yeah. So. They're a, they're a tough team. Yeah. They are a tough team to play. And we, we all knew it. I mean, no one took this game for granted. Yeah. And, and they're not necessarily old either. There's there's a few guys that are, are you know veteran, but they're not an old team. Yeah, Uruguay. So they're going to be and, around and, for a while. Ukraine was an old yes. team, yes. and it yes. showed. Yes, exactly. I'm still, you know, the thing that just kind of really gets me, though, is that when this whole thing started, looking back to last year, where I would have been at that first England-Croatia <laughs> game, no, I forgot about that. Yeah. And and I didn't get to because of everything that happened. And now it's like, damn, I could have seen. But that year later, I think it's made for a much better story. I should I should have been I should have been in England for the the England Scotland game, and I was going to watch it with my old man, and didn't really miss much to be honest <laughs> with that. But um, it, it could have would have should have. I'm, I am delighted, but I don't know how to to celebrate it because I don't know. Yeah, what, you did. I'm out. Is it a bit small time to celebrate a semifinal one? No, no, I don't. Think I don't so. think so. I think it's it's. I, I think was it was it you, Brad, that said, or was it Tony that said that uh, Southgate did the Freddie Mercury uh, yeah. fist raise? You know, after, when it was done. That no, I think it's perfectly appropriate. I mean, don't celebrate like you won the whole thing mm-hmm. and leave nothing for Sunday, but. I mean, I mean, you you saw what it you've meant. accomplished something today that England hasn't done since I've been alive. Yeah. Yep. Since I have been alive, so enjoy it. Absolutely, I said I felt like how Sarah felt kind of three years ago. And the best part is we didn't have to have the two of you sitting on the same couch after a game mm-hmm. since we haven't recorded in forever. Yeah, I do want to apologize about that. Um, I guess we're just a monthly podcast now. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's easier than trying to fix us. It's just, <laughs> just change, change the format. Move the, move yeah. the uh, goalpost. So well, we talk- I was, well, I was away when I saw it. Well, whatever. Yeah, Bird was away. I had work stuff. It was 
it's been a busy well, time. We, we were away, and Erica was kept, kept looking at her work schedule and saying, "Hey, I got so and so to cover next Thursday, so we can stay away a bit longer." Mm-hmm. And, then, and then she'd be like, "Oh, Doctor Fowler is covering the Friday shift, so we can stay away another day." I'm like, it just, it just kept extending. Yeah. That's awesome. That's though. good. That's I, good I'm job. glad that you could do that. I was like, I want to go home. <laughs> I'll go ride my bike. Um, Surprised you didn't bring it with you. Yeah. So we've talked Euros. Do we want to talk about the Copa, the other major tournament? It's been fun. Going on. It has been fun. Yeah. I, I watched a couple of games and uh, watched that Peru Paraguay game and went to penalties. That was fun. Um, End up with Brazil and uh, Argentina. Argentina in the it's, final. It's the market's dream final. Yes. Right? And I, I, I watched a bunch of Chilean games mainly because they had a guy on the Chile team that was born in Stoke-on-Trent, which I find that amazing. Wait, right. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ben Brereton. What's his name? Ben Brereton. He's got like a Chilean father or a Chilean mother or something. Born in Stoke, plays for Blackburn Rovers, playing in the Copa America. There you go. That's awesome. <laughs> it's wild, That's so cool. And he looks exactly like you would imagine. This just is great, this, isn't it? Just this <laughs> big, high-eating yeah. fucking mountain of a man. <laughs> Amongst all these little, speaks, you know, speaks and, no Spanish at all. Andean guys, <laughs> I, you know, personally, super disappointed that Peru and Colombia didn't get through. I, I was rooting for Colombia last night because because of Carlos and Santi. So uh, yeah, I was a little disappointed for them. But Argentina, man, they're, they're a good team. They are, and and, and honestly, I'm I'm hoping Messi gets. I mean, he's never won an international tournament, and like. I, I know his career needs that. I know R- Ronaldo got his with the Euros, right. and, and Messi deserves one. It's weird to think though that he's never. But it's it's, it's hard. They 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 people use that to de- kind of defame him. Like, well, yeah. he's never won a World Cup. It's, one man can't win a World. Right, right. you know exactly. George Best is never going to win a World Cup. Right. Because the way he's born, or George Weir, but being born in Liberia, he's never going to win a World Cup. Johan Cruyff never won a World Cup, yeah. but no, no one doubts that he was a fucking great player. Well, and I don't think anybody truly doubts Messi's mm-hmm. greatness, but for him, I want that. Like, you know, there are certain that people personal that, accomplishment. There are certain people that deserve deserves the wrong word, but. Like in hockey, we call it old guy without a cup. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, when Ray Bork got it. Yeah. you know when he went to Colorado. And, and Messi has had club accolades and and all the Ballon d'Ors in the world and all the you know, but you know, I think for a lot of soccer players, the national team is something special. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's unique. It's not as easy to win a national team trophy as it is a club trophy because. It doesn't come every year. You don't play with the same guys week in and week out. It, it's a special, you know, plot. It. I, 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 I love international football, especially today. But uh, <laughs> no, no, but, but like, I love international football because when else are you able to see Christian Pulisic play? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Only when we plays for the US. Yeah. When, when can you? When can people in Croatia watch Modric play? Only when he's playing in, in Zagreb for, for, for the team. You know, and people say, oh, the international break, it's boring, it's boring. But they're, they're mainly English people in England who are used to watching these great players week in, week yeah. out. Right. Rarely do the great English players go elsewhere Correct. unless it's Real Madrid. Correct. Well, and, I, and I, I am guilty of that too, especially when it's like kind of a meaningless friendly mm-hmm. or whenever it's the qualifiers that start two years before the tournament. I rarely say this is, I hate the international break when it's, a tournament. I, I will. I will say that I think that the federations understand that, and that's why they're doing this Nations League thing, yeah. just to try and keep it relevant, keep it interesting. So, so fair play to, to the that they recognise that you know England v Estonia on a cold night yeah. at Wembley in front of three thousand people ain't doing anyone any favours. It needs to be meaningful. Yeah. And and you know the the US just just won the one here. I don't know if we've done a podcast since then, but what a game that Mexico game was. Yeah. What a game that was! And international football is and should be fun. Yeah, well, and, it, and, and it, it is today. And the great thing is, is that it unifies everybody. Like, mm-hmm. You know, we can hate Chicago or Kansas City or Nashville or whoever the rival will be. You know, ten nine times out of ten, but that one time we're all together for the U.S. Correct. And Correct. I think that's one of my favorite parts. Is that you know, we can be enemies or frenemies most of the year, but this week we're buddies. Yeah. Yeah, and, and 
I, I love going to U.S. games for that very reason. It's just, it, it's great. Speaking of U.S. games, who else has watched LFG? I haven't watched it yet. Oh it's, this God. is the HBO documentary about equal pay in the women's. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No. Ugh. No, I watched it. Okay. It's a no, month. No, not time. Not, I, I watched uh, Caillou in YouTube. <laughs> and fucking Blippi. Jesus Christ. I'm <laughs> so glad we aged out of that. I, I'm telling you, it is worth a watch. Okay. It is, it is fantastic. I don't want to spoil it, but the women's team is pretty good. All right. I, I'm just putting it out there. Just they they kinda, win a few games. They they kind of they kind of get on a little bit of a run. Don't want to tell you how it ends. Gotcha. But no, it is it is a great watch because having watched this unfold in front of us for so long, and obviously you know there's there's a level of support and engagement that we have, but it only goes so far because it's it, it's it, it's quote unquote far away from our day to day living. But to see what they're dealing with on a day-to-day spectacle yeah. and, and how it reflects on our country, it's it's worth watching. Well, and I, I haven't watched it yet, but I will say the issue of equal pay has evolved over the years mm-hmm. um, to the point where when it first came up, there were legitimate arguments about and it goes back to the same thing with college football versus college archery, you know, right. Well, college football brings in all the money. Mm -hmm. So therefore they're going to get more whatever. And when the arguments first started, the men's team made more money, like with advertisers and with, you know, events and, and attendance and things like that. But we have seen the United States women, particularly now, I don't know about other countries, but the United States women have gone on to eclipse the men, not only in obviously championships and level of play relative to all their competition in the world, but they now make more money. They now get higher attendances. You now have people who are fans of the U S women's national team and not fans of the men's team. Whereas before it was always like people were fans of the men's, national Mm -hmm. team in whatever other country and by default yeah we're also supporting the women but now you have whole legions of fans that have grown up to be fans of the u.s women's national team and they may not know a single player on the men's team these are these are superstar women that make more money than the men and now we're beyond the the argument of well they don't make as much money as the men no they do (laughs) they make more yeah. So they deserve even more money. That that was that was my biggest thing. And then uh, you look at the numbers yeah. and you're like, oh well, the, the the revenue isn't as as lopsided as you think it is. It, they they cover that. The other thing that they cover is that, it, and again, U.S. soccer, whoever came up with their arguments, literally just needs a kick in the nuts. I mean, as hard as they would. Be I'm better. waiting for Sarah just to explode during this conversation here. Because U.S. soccer's been so tone deaf about. Mm-hmm. The whole issue. It's pointless arguing. The, one it, of the one of the big thing. One of the big. We're things, on a podcast, sir. You're supposed to argue. Yeah. <laughs> one, of the, one of the big things for me is, is that, in 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 the women's contracts, to get the money from U.S. soccer to play for the U.S. national team, they have to play in NWSL. Yes. Yeah. You would you would never in a million years have U.S. soccer tell Christian Pulisic. Hey, you've got to play for Philadelphia Union if you want to get paid to play for the U.S. national team. I would say they've tried. <laughs> they've, MLS they've has tried. tried to hold back our stars from going over and playing in Europe. You know, there's but, that, a, but that was not on the mandate of U.S. No, soccer. That was an a, MLS thing. Right. But the two are so in bed together. But with the... It's breaking up now. With the some yeah. no longer... Mm-hmm. there, There might be some amicable separation for, for me for me the, the the only way to to get around this is each player should be able to negotiate what they get paid themselves you know to, mm. christian pulisic is more valuable to the u.s national team than tyler adams so he should get paid more yeah. megan rapino is more valuable to the u.s national team know, system though. than tyler but, but, adams but, but, but part of the problem is and they actually cover this and again i don't want to get too far into it but that's that's one of the cruxes of the arg- argument is that they didn't know what the men were making. They didn't know the numbers. It was hidden from them. Mm-hmm. The crux of the lawsuit is basically 
you know, they can't say that we negotiated this in good faith and we need to live to it because they didn't negotiate in good faith. They did not present the information that would have been a fair statement of entitlements. And, and then U.S. soccer goes on to say some of the women actually earn more from U.S. soccer than a lot of the men do. But they have. But what the fact is, is that they, they have to subsidize. play. No, they have to play twice as many games well, to do so. Too. Yeah, that's true, too. So, you know, so the, the, the back and forth is. Oh, U.S. soccer uses women's, the women's national team as a, you know, halo, as a flagship, as a as a cash grab. I mean, we talk about, you know, U.S. soccer doing these cash grabs with the men's national team charging $75 for... But, but do you think that they they are playing more games for the women so they can pay them as much as, it, as they possibly there's can, definitely, can to a degree? There's definitely some of that. And there's definitely... I mean, it goes back even before the NWSL, the WSL, and all the other mm-hmm. leagues that that they've, they've had to prop them up. U.S. soccer has. And... So they've always paid the salaries of your superstars. But in exchange, you have to play in Seattle. You mm-hmm. have to play in Orlando. We're, we're getting to the point where we can get away from that now. But you got to pay them what they're worth. And and if you're going to hold them back, I mean, I mean, the same thing goes on with MLS. You know, certain teams are trying to hold it back. You got to open that gate at some point. I also think, though, that U.S. soccer needs to play more women's games in hostile environments. Um, the, but the problem is I don't the, think there are enough hostile environments. The, the She Believes Cup can be played in Germany. Can be, you know, and, and I know that that's, that's not a moneymaker for U.S. soccer, but the She Believes Cup in Nashville doesn't prepare them for going to Tokyo for the Olympics. Yeah. You know, play playing playing we've abroad. Said, is, we've said is, the same thing about the US. For, the for, men's for team. For the men's I, I know it's the same argument. That they don't they don't go over to England or Germany and get spanked over there. They just you know the, having, play the Grenadines again. Having because, the Gold Cup because they and can the Nations Cup the, every two years here does us no favors. But they can have the Grenadines at Bush Stadium and charge seventy five dollars a ticket. Mm-hmm. If it was in Germany, they're not going to get that money. The welfare of the game, yeah, no, is more important than than the money. I, I agree, but <laughs> MLS and US soccer, US soccer will differ is every about single the time money from no. the top down. All right, it has been a month since our last podcast, and and we have been remiss. I do have some news and notes to get through. Uh, probably the biggest story that has come out since we were off: uh, the government released their UFO report. <laughs> disclosure is coming disclosure is coming look they didn't say (laughs) they didn't say what it was but they didn't say what it wasn't so i think how much was redacted that's the important part a lot the the public report was nine pages the congressional report was 93 pages and you know there was more that congress didn't even see so i'm just saying i'm not saying it's aliens but it's aliens but it's aliens (laughs) Okay, moving right along. No, 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 no. This okay. is important. Oh, well, it is. It is. Important. What if the aliens came down and said the gold cup need or the she believes cup needs to be held elsewhere? And maybe that's why the military's hiding it from us. It could be. It very well could be. Mm. Conspiracies everywhere. Get um, my tinfoil. I do want to bring up something maybe a little bit more relevant and important to us. Uh, we had a very good pride raiser. Um, the month of June, we set aside and we added up all the goals from uh, St. Louis Scott Gallagher's USL 2 team, <laughs> Fire and Ice, and St. Louis Lions women. Um, we received pledges in the uh, neighborhood of $5,700. So wow. that's pretty good considering we don't have an A-level team that we're following um, that both are, both of the leagues that we were involved with here have very short seasons and Wednesday night games and you know crazy stuff. Um, so I'm really proud I of don't everybody. Know, I don't know. FC Cincinnati only scored three more goals than St. Louis City FC. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. Um, and I do believe our pride raiser 
was 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 a healthy healthy amount larger than theirs. Uh, <laughs> one, that one goal graphic was n- tremendous. That was no disrespect to the Cincy fans. I, they pledged a lot. They just weren't given anything to donate. Donate. Yeah, at that point, you it's know, on the team. At that, if point. you're a Cincy fan, you could just say, "I'm going to do a hundred bucks per goal." I said, "You're I pretty would, safe." I said, "I would have added up the goals against," <laughs> and just said, "Or." You could donate your two dollars a goal against. It was funny too because during during this, I was uh, Coach Lindsay and I were texting back and forth, and she, she goes, "Did you see that? Told the girls to run it up, so you had to pay more." Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, yeah." She was actually Sarah and I went to the the first leg of the St. Louis Derby, and after the game, she came over, and even though they won, she was mad. Yeah, she wanted more goals. Yep, um, which is why. Lindsay's who Lindsay is and a competitive uh it's why her teams win yes um but that was good news and in addition to that the double header we had at Scott Gallagher for the men's and the women's team we raised another 236 dollars in charity du jour that's just donations and raffles um and that's going to go to the St. Louis Metro Trans Umbrella Group which Sarah and the Thieves also raised money for with their t-shirts so yep Another very good group to support here in the St. Louis area during Pride Month. Um, a lot of people need a little help, and we're happy to contribute to that. I had my t-shirt, my thieves t-shirt, on Saturday when I went to the grocery store. There you go. Nice. Um, I do want to give another plug to our stable mates, the Show Up Make Noise podcast. They've been cranking out episodes, and they're making us look bad. They really are. Uh, That's a low bar. <laughs> <laughs> but it's on our feed, so I think we get credit for the downloads, right? Right, right. It's definitely us. <laughs> yeah, I will be splitting them off to their own feed probably fairly soon. I mean, do we have to fall. share our pay with them? Yes. Yes, yes. Split it even. Um, but I do, I do want to mention, it, I think it's good we've had it on our feed so more people can can pick that show up. It's been really good so far. They're doing a lot of talk about things to do on game day, you know things they want to see they've done some spoilers from the st louis city supporters fan council meeting they've kind of let us on the inside of some of those meetings um so if you haven't listened please listen to show up make noise i think the next show they're going to do they're talking about goal celebrations and maybe what st louis city's goal celebrations should be like so if you're interested in those kind of things songs the drummers listen to that show it's a really good show Goal celebrations, I'm kind of worried about talking about this early. Just sure. be, Just because I don't want to be the next Cincinnati. Well, and I also, <laughs> I like, you know, other people, I our mentions are all kind of mixed together because people mention this is silly at the same time. So I'm seeing a lot of the discussion, and it's good discussion. Um, I do like the, the sort of sense of maybe we should wait and let it evolve naturally. Yep. Um, but I get people want to have fun, want to talk about it. That's fine. Um, Columbus released their new goal celebration with their new stadium. Oh, it was kind of, I, I liked it. I, I mean, really? The yeah. Adding the guys with the hard hats to, as a throwback to the original crew logo. <laughs> it was so nerdy. The, 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 the best thing I saw on Twitter about this was you have to accept that every MLS team has their thing. Yeah. You know, Portland's got the guy with the, yeah. the chainsaw. Nashville's got soccer Moses and Cincinnati get twatted every week. Everyone's got their thing. <laughs> Everyone's got their thing. Yeah. Come on. So, I, I mean, I'm not saying I think it's the best idea, but it's something. So, and it just it feels so plastic to me. It's yeah. contrived. Like, it's contrived. Yes, contrived. That's a better word. I, I mean, I was happy to see Frankie Hayduke as one of the ones. Yeah. It, it, you know, Frankie's always good for a good time. Yeah. And, and, he, sh- and he's been in Columbus. For 25 years. Oh, yeah. He is Columbus. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's not like they just dragged him in. You I, know, I remember like, right after he retired, they made him the quote-unquote fan ambassador yeah. or something like that, which basically just translated to... Go out and party with the fans. Frankie Hayden's going to go to the tailgate, get smashed. He's going to go to the stadium, sit in the supporter section, and get smashed. And it's like, Frankie was going to do that shit anyway. <laughs> and you're paying him? I went, I went to the U.S.-Belgium game in Cleveland... About five or six years ago, and he was there, yeah. and he was hammered. <laughs> he was hammered. Frankie's a good dude. He, he was fantastic, and 
you know, he he's not contrived. Frankie Hadu getting right. drunk with, with the fans is not contrived. Yeah, him, it's been him, going on for twenty that picture, years. That, there's a picture where the gal's working the jackhammer, and he's just got his arms spread out, and he's screaming yeah. with his head pointed forward, and it's like that's Frankie. There, that's who it is. There is old MLS footage, like, and we're talking about MLS 1.0 when Frankie was really, you know, like in his dri- prime, like dribbling shootout. Yeah, that that kind of thing. And Frankie was the guy who would score a goal, and they would cut to him on the sidelines chugging a beer out of somebody's in the first row. You know what I mean? That's legitimate, Frankie. That's that's not plastic. That's who he is. I I just think it's a bit minor league. Yeah, I mean, I get it, but. It works for Timbers because Timbers have been doing it since the 70s. Since they right. were minor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, but I don't want to I don't want to be the fun place. Yeah. But if if it was a group of fans coming in with jackhammers and doing it just yeah. organically for a laugh, fair play. But if, if it's organized yeah. by a marketing department, then I'm not a fan. Well, yeah. it, the supporters did come up with it. I mean in conjunction with the club. They, I mean, they tried to make it an inclusive thing, but I get it. But it's a good discussion to have, so listen to show up, make noise, follow them on Twitter, and get involved in their discussions. Doesn't Nashville have something with a guitar where they smash it or something like that? Yeah, it's, it's, it's Sucker Jesus. It's Sucker Moses. They've got that, and they've got the big like truck like smokestacks whenever they score. No, I knew that. No, I mean, like I, I could for some reason, I feel they like I've seen... They have a song, and they have... Every week or every yeah, game, that's what it is. they have somebody come and okay, play that's what I'm thinking. the official song or whatever. Okay, okay that's what I was thinking of. My, um, my bad. I mean, Atlanta's got the golden spike where they drive the railroad spike. I mean, it's it's kind of par for the course these days. I mean, Revolution wears the old Navy shirts. I just... <laughs> results on the pitch. Oh, yeah. my God. That was the funniest thing with 4th of July this weekend. You know, you see the the people posting all their, you know fireworks and their parties and stuff like that i started counting the old navy shirts and i was going to post on every single one of them i didn't know you were a revolution yeah. fan but i was like there's only like three three or four people that are going to get that joke <laughs> now if it was somebody like that we had in common i would have tagged sarah and said sarah did you know that ron <laughs> yeah. maurice was a Re- new england revolution fan <laughs> And it's just got to watch. be like the old 90s shirts, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, there is nothing more 90s than the old Navy shirt, mm-hmm. jean shorts, and the New Balance slash Nike. Oh, you might have to get shoes. like the, the the carpenter shorts, you know? Oh, with the belt loop? Yeah. Or with the uh-huh. hammer loop? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. That's... The, ooh. That is... That's... I don't know why people thought that was a good idea. I don't know, but... A couple of years ago, Jane bought me a Old Navy shirt for the 4th of July. It says freedom on it real big. She found them at Goodwill. She got me and her one. So, <laughs> And on 4th of July, she, she makes me wear it. So that's kind of nice. A little family tradition. New England Revolution fans in my household. <laughs> oh, good Lord. I, I Yeah. Moving on. What else you got, Bradley? I know you got another beer, but you still have to, you know, you're the Uh, diva. MLS, speaking of MLS, um, we had a couple of good St. Louis stories with MLS. Um, This month, Jack Maher got his first MLS goal. Yeah, he did. Best of many, man. He's going to be a big player. It's a nice goal. He got called back up from the uh, San Diego Loyal and started that game, scored a goal. So, good job, Jack. And that same night, Aiden Stanley got his first MLS start for Austin. So, Love Aiden. Can't stand Austin. Well, no, but that's not his fault. I, so. I never said he was. <laughs> never said he was. But, but. I like watching him there better than Portland Timbers, too, because... <laughs> well, no, was, no one watched him there. That was the thing. He was getting a shit beat out of him there. <laughs> but you know what? That will stand him in good stead going forward. The, yeah. The revisionist history about Austin is doing my head in. They should be treated. Yeah, I mean... I mean, in a way, I don't blame the fans. I don't blame the fans. I don't um, blame Milton Keen Don's fans. Right. But. But fuck them. But fuck them. And fuck them always. Um, the stadium looks nice. The new Austin Stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, so does Milton Keen Don's stadium. It's <laughs> nice. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah. I, I wish pre-court bankruptcy. Um, Twice. Local, ga- local, local games. We've had some fun going to local games. As I said, the, the seasons are very short. Um, this weekend actually are the last 
local games for our main teams. Fire and Ice has a game Saturday and Sunday at home. Yep. Um, I think uh, the USL team two team is done at home. Yeah, I think they have one more road game, if yeah. I remember correctly. Um, I think the Lions have another one or two at home. But, I mean, it will be done within the next couple of weeks. Yep. Uh, that is the downside of this these leagues. They're very short. Um, but if there's still an opportunity this weekend, if you want to go out and see Fire and Ice, I recommend that. It's not that far away, just across the river in Belleville. Yep. And uh, what, When's the game? Saturday Sun- at 7 yeah. and Sunday at 2. Yeah, Sunday's is, is out. Sunday, <laughs> Sunday, I'm not going. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe Saturday evening if, Busy. You, if you have time. Busy Sunday. Yes. Yes, you are. <laughs> um, Speaking about being busy on a Saturday. Yes. Should we talk about the end of July? We'll get there, man. God damn it. We'll get there. That was a good why transition. Do I, why do I write these notes? You know why? You don't think I put them in an order that makes sense? You might. You might. <laughs> you might not, though. Sarah's just rolling her eyes at us. You know You know what does make sense? What? Calling Mark Gardner at your electric. <laughs> does make sense. Because if you have something going on in your house where you need some work done, both commercial and residential, both kinds, both kinds. you can call Mark Gardner at your electric, 314-814. He just knows what he's doing. 3897. Again, 314-814-3897. Yeah, don't, 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 don't be an idiot. You know, don't try to do it yourself. We had a terrible hailstorm a week or two ago. We've got all these fly-by-night people knocking on our door. Saying, hey, we need this work. You, you, it looks like you need a new roof. I say, no. I'm going to talk to somebody that Mark Gardner's told me to talk to. That's not true, but <laughs> it sounds good. He's not a roofer. But, but, he, knows but a roofer. He, knows, he knows what works. If you need anything done, give Mark a call. Like If you, you need, need a, a picture, car. picture hung <laughs> on the wall. <laughs> Just call Mark and have him recommend someone. That's the best way to do it. Both kinds. Yep. Um, new leagues. USL has announced they are coming out with a lower league women's league. I don't know what division they're targeting. Uh, women's soccer is a little weird in the United States. There's like four division two. Along with all the other. Well, that's yeah, true. That's, I was going to say. Um, but there's there's multiple division two women's leagues. So I don't know if USL is going to try to do that or if they're going to try to go lower. Um, but again, USL building out their platform, building out their pyramid. Um, good for soccer at all levels in the United States. USL is doing good work. So I'm excited to see how this, they everything they do seems to be working right now. So I'm excited for the USL Women's League. Um, and then speaking of new leagues, MLS has announced they are coming out with a D3 league. Yeah. they It will be the... I guess the development league, this is in between MLS next, which is the Academy kids and MLS first team. So D three to go up against the uh, USL one, which, which is forward Madison and, and that level of pro. No, no, no fucker came out to watch the, the MLS teams in USL. So let's try division three. Well, but I mean, it actually does make sense because you don't have to hold them to the division two standard. Yeah, I think of stadiums and did you see them play? They went off. <laughs> but it is a, a nice little in between between academy and first team. If they're if they're going to get out of the USL, at least there's a place for them. And St. Louis City has committed to playing in this league starting next year. So this will be the first time. I mean, they are in MLS next too, uh, which will be the academy kids. But uh, too many acronyms. <laughs> the MLS D3 League will have St. Louis City. That will probably be our first exposure to city professionals. I wonder where they're going to play. I don't know. Um, maybe the stadium will be done in time, but I don't know if they would open it up I for that it. level. I doubt it. Put it in the county. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they've the got dome. options. They're going to play I mean, at the Dome. I mean, they could do a Fuse. They could do it at Soccer Park. They could do it. At SLU. I mean, I was going to say Slough, Herman Stadium. SLU's bro. probably ideal. They might, they might see have one of the practice facilities up and running by that. They could. That's true, too. They could have some bleachers up around that. So I'm excited for that. That will probably be our first city game to attend as a group. The other interesting thing is that, you know, it's not going to be the kit reveal, but you're at least going to see. You're going to have a kit. Yeah. A kit. You know, so, you know, is it going to be blue shorts and a white top or. 
you know, I doubt that it'll be pink right off the bat, but you know, I think that'll be kind of interesting to see just that tease of what's to come. Yep. Screw it. Home and away kits. Come on. <laughs> Announce them. <laughs> um, speaking of city, let's go into what's going on with St. Louis city. Uh, since our last show, they announced Gerard Kraft is the vice president of tasty stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what his official title is. Put that on his business cards. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but if you're in St. Louis and you're a bit of a foodie, you know who Gerard Kraft is. He's been involved with several restaurants around town. Um, and, you know, this is one of those feel-good signings. I mean, I don't know how much... Action. Can he play left back? No, he can't. Oh. Um, but it's a big name. It's a local guy. And we're going to get some local fare in the stadium. So I'm going to trust his input on food. Yeah, I think so. And I think he's going to have fun with it. They've already done a little survey where they asked you what your favorite local restaurant is. And I think they're going to try to do some unique things with either, you know, places in the stadium, kiosks, and then maybe outside the stadium with food trucks and things like that on game day. And I, again, I love it. I used to, it was, I remember the first time being at Bush stadium and being able to get something other than a ballpark hot dog or something, you know, it's like, Oh shit, sugar fires here. Or, you know, whatever other little restaurants, you know? Oh, that's one of my favorite things about blues games now. Right. Is that like, you know, there was a uh, grace three for a while. There was a, uh, there's sugar fire there. There's, uh, oh God, um, high point burgers. Yeah. You know, like there's a handful of those kind of places around there now. And I think city, you know, the, the local sort of identity that they're trying to build, they're going to fully embrace this. There's going to be tons of local food and drink options at the stadium. So that's good. And Gerard Kraft is, is there kind of overseeing it also. Good. Um, if you've signed up for supporter section tickets, like a lot of us have, an email went out last week to some members of the supporter section uh, asking you know, some basic questions about what you're looking for. So I told people, check your spam and your junk filters because a lot of people, it went there uh, just because you're not used to receiving emails from uh, the team yet because there haven't been a lot of them. So be on the lookout for that kind of stuff. And... Um, these, it's coming quick guys. It won't be long. I didn't get that email, but, but you got one today. I, wow. Now who's stepping on other things? <sighs> really? Just really? So Caleb, who is going to be the supporters group ticket rep yeah. reached out and, you know, just kind of said hello and did a little reach. I am, it kind of looked like a form letter. I don't know if it was or not, but. You know, I ended up having a good conversation via emails today, and uh, he does uh, he does say that he thought Birmingham summers were bad, but St. Louis is much worse. <laughs> yes, he did. He has come from the Birmingham Legion. For those of you wanting to know his bona fides, uh, he worked with the Magic City Brigade and the supporters groups down there at the USL Championship level. So he is familiar with supporters groups and should be a good resource there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it is it is worth mentioning there's there's quite some time to go. So, you know, let's kind of keep our eyes on the on the, the long run here and not hold too close to what's going on. But it is good to see these steps being made yep. before it's too late. There have been more hires. Um, I'm trying to retweet them. Uh, and I know Sarah's done some Instagram stuff, like mentioning when somebody comes out and announces they've got a new job with St. Louis City. So, I mean, they are hiring people. They are starting to fill in that front office. Um, And, you know, some good people so far. I mean, obviously, the proof's in the pudding. We won't know until we've met them and dealt with them. But they have come out to a few events that we've had. Uh, Newer ones have committed to coming out to events we're going to do in the future. Um, So that's good. Uh, The other big hire so far is they officially announced Tim Kelly. He's the goalkeeper director for all of Scott Gallagher. He will be working for St. Louis city. Makes big, it makes perfect sense. I mean, Tim's developed tons of keepers, high quality keepers in college and in pro and MLS and the other leagues. Basically, if it's a goalie from St. Louis, Tim had a hand in it. Yep. And just really, I mean, 
it makes total sense that they would hire him because not only does Scott Gallagher produce great talent, they specifically produce great keepers. Yeah, that's a no-brainer. Some other news around the league. Nashville's ticket prices were coming out for their new stadium. The supporter section is $18 a game. Not bad at all. Decent, though. That is not that bad is at all. Right in line. And they've also got a family section that is not in the supporter section, which is good news because, you know, they want to give families a cheaper ticket option and you don't want to automatically put them in the supporter section just because that's the cheapest. But kids 12 and under will get in for $12 a game. Nice. So that's good. That's good. Because um, cause that is a concern. And we saw it at Soccer Park where. Families would see, oh, these are the cheapest seats. I'm going to sit there. Yeah. And then they're in the middle of chaos, and that is not a good place for a family. And that's, that's what Charlotte's going to happen. Yeah. That's yeah. what Charlotte's going to yeah. happen. Yep. Yeah. Um, on the other end of that conversation, though, a couple of our friends who signed up for club tickets uh, with their deposits have started to receive phone calls from ticket reps, and <laughs> it is steep for City. Hey. Uh, $150 million stadiums don't build themselves, man. They're looking at uh, the cheapest ticket in the club section is $150 a game. Oh, That's not necessarily the rub, though. The yeah. rub is they're asking for six to eight years up front. Up, uh, uh. So we're talking seventeen dollars to $20,000 up front. So I'll be in the supporter section for a long but time. Now, now that's not. There's other general admit or there's other GA or general, general seating, pop, gen pop seats, right? But these are the clubs. These are the nice seats. But who the fuck has twenty thousand dollars? Boeing. Boeing does. Yeah, I think that's exactly. I it. get that, and I know there are some people in town that don't have to worry about bills like I do. But a six to eight year commitment up front. It, it, it's corporate. That's it's corporate. Fucking balls. That, that's all I can say. It's got to be corporate at that point in time. You're expecting. But they're calling the individuals people. who who signed up, <laughs> thinking that they work for companies or you know. I, that's the only thing I can think of because otherwise, asking a regular citizen for twenty grand up front, basically. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and you put, and if we have the three years like Cincinnati's done. Yeah. Well, that's, then it's good that, to get it up that's, front. Yeah, right? <laughs> that, that's your first six grand down right. the fucking toilet. Right. Yeah, no kidding. Um, and the last uh, city news that I have was this wasn't supposed to come out, but it's, it leaked out. Uh, apparently, we have our first Academy signing. That is Aaron Hurd, and you may have heard that name. He is a member of the youth men, U.S. youth national team picture. Um very highly touted young player was in the union academy and left for this during the COVID thing. Uh, you know, a lot of people shifted and shuffled, uh, but union was very disappointed to lose this young man. He was considered their number one prospect. He's still really young, but he is a baller. So, uh, so wait a minute. He chose to come to Missouri during a pandemic. I don't know what the story is. Um, the tweets that went out, Leaking the news were quickly deleted. Hmm. Um, there are, you know, nothing has been officially announced, but that's the word. And also when, when that happened, it's also been rumored that St. Louis City will be partnering with Bayer Leverkusen uh, on some academy and training stuff. So hmm. I wonder why. Yeah. I mean, there is, is a, a little German connection there. But is there? I, had, I hadn't heard. But. Good news, uh, apparently, if this is going to be our first Academy signing, everybody says he is the real deal. So Genuine. There we go. Everyone said that about Andrew Carlton, too. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Um, and then the last thing I have is at the end of July, Mitch, we're going to get together and we're going to have an event at Schlafly Tap Room. And for those of you who... Maybe not paying attention as much. Schlafly Tap Room is right across the street from the new stadium. So that's going to be July 31st. That's a Saturday. We're going to do it at 7 p.m. Um, you'll be able to get there. You can see, I mean, you can literally see the stadium right there. Out the window. Literally right. out the window. We're going to be on the third floor of Schlafly. So we are pretty much going to be level. Is it third floor? I thought that was second floor. No, it's the third floor. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's the second. I do too. 
Okay, we're gonna be on the second floor of Schlafly. <laughs> Whatever, you know what I mean. Because well, it's just one upstairs. set of steps. Okay, all right. I guess when you're that old, it feels like it's yeah, a lot of that's steps. That's what it is. I, I'm gonna be looking for the elevator. Are you counting the, it's the ground floor, or the first floor? I don't. Yeah. I don't well, know. well, the parking lot. You have to go downstairs to get yeah. to the. So I it's... think we're getting hung up on the floor, but. <laughs> hey, you're the one putting false we're information be, out there. Basically, when you look out the window of that room we're going to be in. I don't we, even know if they we, have a third floor. Right, it's called a roof. <laughs> we'll be on the roof. Uh, we will be, basically, you'll look out the window right at the supporter section. It's right there because the stadium goes down a little bit. So It's throwing distance. It's throwing distance. Um, if you've seen any of Stephen Hale's videos documenting the progress of the stadium, we're basically going to be right under where Steven makes his videos. Yep. Yeah. So it's going to be a good time. On the time. second floor. On the second floor. Sorry. Uh, going to be a good time. Not only is it a meet the Luligans event for anybody who has been curious about the Luligans and wanting to come out and see us, uh, get to know some people, get to, you know, talk a little soccer with people. There will be members of the city front office there who will answer questions specifically about the supporter section. Will they be wearing pink and blue checkered shirts? They might be. Okay. Um, uh, but they, they've said they're going to be there. They want to meet fans who, not just Luligans, but anybody who wants to stand in the supporter section because they want to talk to people. They want to get to know what you want. Um, and they want to be able to tell you what's going on in the supporter section. We will talk about the, the safe standing, and we will talk about you know, some of the game day prep that both the team is doing and that we're doing. Um, we're going to talk about how Schlafly will maybe incorporate into that. Uh, our new scarf is going to drop that day. So if you've pre-ordered a scarf, you can pick it up that day. And if you haven't pre-ordered, you'll be able to buy it that day. It's the blackout scarf. It basically mimics the jersey that Jimmy Blood designed. Uh, but it's got little touches of city red in it. So... I think that will be nice. We may have a few t-shirts and things also available. Um, Scarf sales are going extremely well. Thank you, everybody that has pre-ordered. Yes. So, you know, we don't know how many. We did a little bit smaller run this year, knowing that we didn't have the the power of STLFC games, games yeah. to, to deal with. But, you know, it. If we have to order more, we're always more than happy to do so. Yep. But if you want to guarantee you getting one in this first batch, it, you probably want to get on the website and do that pretty quickly. There is an option to ship if you're not local or you don't think you're going to make the uh, Schlafly event. You, you can ship. It is an option on there now. They will not ship out until after that party. So yep. if you do opt for shipping and then you end up showing up at the party, you can pick it up and just donate that $4 shipping to, you know, Buying Brad, us a beer. Brad's beer fun. <laughs> um, but we also are going to try to do a couple of other things at this event. And we're in contact with a lot of different people. And we will be announcing these things as we get closer. So go to if you're on Facebook, you know, RSVP at the event. Or watch us on Twitter and Instagram. Sarah and I will both be doing updates of the different things we're adding. So right now the big news is not only will we be there right next to the stadium so you can see the construction on the third or second floor. We will have our new scarves. We will have new information, new information from the city front office and um, the guys from show up, make noise will be there. They'll probably, you know, be saying things they're not supposed to say. So it's a good place to be. I think Zach's going to be saying something he shouldn't say shouldn't be saying regardless of where he is. That's true. I mean, that's a safe But bet. if you want to corner Zach and ask him a bunch of questions, this would be a perfect place to do it. I wouldn't recommend cornering him. He's kind of like a rabid animal. You know yeah, what? don't he back him. He is a big teddy bear. You talk to Zach and you'll be wanting to hug him after five minutes. He his, might accidentally kill you, though, because he's, you know, got the... the bear hug. Yeah. <laughs> his he's kind of like Lenny from Mice and Men. He may break <laughs> your neck as he hugs you. His laugh is infectious, though. Yes. It, like, if I'm across the room and I hear him laugh, I immediately get a little warm. warm That's how it chest. is with you. <laughs> I can hear you laugh from across the room. But it does give you the warm and fuzzies like that. No, I just go, oh, there's Mitch. Yeah, see? Um, Fuck uh, you too. Other yeah. celebrities that might be there, uh, Leader Jake. <laughs> um, I know a lot of people want to hear from Leader Jake because he's a quiet leader. You know, a man of action. Understated. Understated. I saw him chiming in on a post today yes. about the scarves. He said, hey, here's how it works. And I immediately said, 
He's a leader. Yep. Uh, but he'll be there. Of the thieves. <laughs> he is a leader of the thieves. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thieves will be there to yep. answer some questions if you've got questions about that. Yep. Um, and, and that is a great opportunity too. That if you are one of the people that the thieves would would like to engage, yeah, this is a great time for you to come out and talk to them. Yep, come our, come meet us. Our tailgate guys will be there if you want to get involved in that kind of thing. Stuart and the Tifo crew will be there if you're interested in Tifo. Give him like an hour to show up. Though <laughs> he'll be <laughs> late, but he will be there. I would his say dad will be there. Yeah, his dad be on time yeah. and helping because yeah. uh, he's awesome. Matt Baker will be there. I know he's become sort of a darling. Uh, Ewan's um, going. Ewan will be there. So there's your soccer celebrities taken care of. Legends. Um, so it'll be a good time. Um, I will think Brad Davis be there? Probably not. I mean, he didn't even show up when we showed up no, at his house. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, other than that, you never know. I wonder, will Fred be there? Fred could be there. He's been invited. Uh, Jim Cavanaugh has been invited. I mean, they do run a billion-dollar company, so they can't always just come out and have a beer. But I would think they have more freedom than me. Yeah, they don't really do a they lot don't of clock it. in, right? No. <laughs> I don't really think they do a lot day to day. There's HR. Uh, Jim, we need to talk about the times that you're clocking in and clocking out. So, Fred, out. club tickets. Yeah? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I tell you what, though. He messaged me today. Wish me good luck. Yep. He's you a know, good guy. He's top dude. Uh, okay. Let's see what I've got here in the questions. There weren't a whole lot. Uh, I think people have like forgotten that we exist and we do a well, podcast. To be fair, we do have the show, show up, make noise guys. Just be fine. they're handling most of it. New season of a uh, letter. Kenny wrapped up. Ooh. We'll be seeing that by the end of the year. Uh, Zach from show <laughs> up, make Christmas noise. Day as a matter of fact, I hope so too. Yeah. Uh, he says, this is not city or St. Louis related, but how great is the forward Madison merch game? Mm. It's pretty sharp. I mean, pretty great. the new reversible jersey, it, it's pretty goddamn great. Yeah, I just can't. I know. I it's... tried to buy it, but my bank account was like, no, no. Yeah. I'm really right disappointed now. I didn't get a drip kit. You could get one when we go. <gasps> I think I probably will buy a reversible when we go up there. Yeah. So we are going there. Yeah. yeah. So there is, that is one thing that we forgot to mention that there is a semi organized trip going up there. Tickets are available on stlouligans.com in the store. I think there's only like 11 left. Yeah, yep. there's not many left. Uh, you have to provide your own ride. We're not doing yeah, a bus in the hotel. Or we're not doing any of that. You're on your own. Uh, but if it, you want to sit or stand with if us. You, if you become a problem for me during this process, I will make you house Brad in your hotel room wow. and give him some hot chicken. So, there are people staying at a campground too, yeah. I guess, if you wanted to go that route. Hey, you know, whatever floats your boat. Um, you know, it's... It's Wisconsin. You can get some new Glarus on the way home or up or both. I plan on both ways. Both both kinds. kinds. (laughs) I I I plan on filling up a lot of the new Glarus in my car. But yeah, uh, the if you if you are searching for it on our website, you can just look up the SKU. It's Audi. Visit Audi because of our friend Audi Jepson up there. So right. Yeah. Yeah. But I bet he doesn't even know we're coming to see him. He might. I don't know. I bet they told him, you know. I bet they, I bet they told so? him. Yeah. I bet mm-hmm. they told him. It'd be nice to surprise him. Yeah. That would be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I would say we should bring a TIFO, but that's like yeah. a couple weeks away, and yeah. we need like seven months to do a TIFO, yeah. from what <laughs> I hear. Um, yeah, but I mean, all these things that, that we we briefly touched on will be discussed Saturday, or July 31st, and... I've said it a couple other times. Even if you don't want to be a St. Luligan, but you're planning on starting your own supporters group or just being in that section as kind of a free agent, come out and, and get to know us and ask us questions. I mean, we understand we're not going to be the only supporters group, but we have to have a good working relationship with other supporters groups. Yep. And we've been doing this for 11 years. Like we've learned a few things. And if you have legitimate questions, we'd be happy to help you know, give you some advice. Rising on, tide lifts all boats, as Mr. Bird says. And Absolutely And I'll tell you what, right? If you sit at home and don't do anything for the next two years and go to your first St. Louis City game on your own and you don't know anyone, it won't be as fun as if you start coming out to events and doing stuff now 
get to know people, get to know faces, put faces to names. So when you show up to your first St. Louis SC game and you know a bunch of people, it will make your soccer supporting a hundred times better. I'll, I'll tell I, that, that's I'm not blowing smoke. That's it will be that much better. Yeah, and it, I mean, really, it doesn't take that much time to get integrated into the group. Now, I'm not saying you won't. Part work. of it is because we don't have anything, any team between now and then. It's going to be. <laughs> but limited. also, you don't. You won't know everybody, but you'll make a small group of friends, and. Once that happens, then you start to you know branch out and meet other people. Uh, but I love showing up to an event where I know Luligans are going to be there because I, I'm by nature nervous in large crowds. <laughs> but when I go somewhere... Except mm. going through Mexicans. Oh, sh- mm. <laughs> all right, I'm done. <laughs> almost got me killed. <laughs> Did not almost get you killed. Everything was fine. Um but Nobody. I like showing up and saying, oh, hey, there's Bird, or there's Matt, Mike McHugh, or there's, you know, all the different people I've met. And Shelby and fake Mitch now, you know, right. new people that have showed up. That and, and I get it. To, to walk as a, a, a newbie into a group of 100 people who are all laughing and joking together is daunting, and I get yeah. that, and I understand that. These are low-pressure events. And, 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 I, and I understand that anxiety, especially if you are someone like Brad, who's naturally a bit of a hermit, and, and, and has anxiety about those, and I, I get it. But I'll use an example. People like Joe Nauman. It took three or four times of me meeting Joe Nauman and shaking his hand and, and talking to him to get to f- know him. Like, on site, hey, Joe, how's it going? How, how are the kids? You know, it takes a while. Persevere with it. Just yeah. persevere with it. it will it, give, me, give me a month <laughs> to get to know you, and, and you'll be in. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, too, is that there's so many people, you know, maybe we're... And, uh, maybe Brad and I aren't your cup of tea. Well, yeah. there's, you know, Aaron Mednick, you know, who's a huge NFL fan. Or, you know, there's always somebody that has a shared interest that you'll yeah. be able to find. Yeah. Be a stalker on Twitter you, or whatever and find somebody. Definitely don't have to like all of us, but you will probably like one of us. <laughs> um, and then, you know, like I said, it makes it easier the next time. And right now... Like Bird said, it's a lot easier to do it when we're going to have an event with 200 people versus showing up to the supporter section, a full wall of 3,000 people, and you not knowing where to go, who to stand next to, what you're doing. But if you make a little pocket of friends, then you know, okay, first game, let's meet here in this plaza, or let's meet at the Luligan tailgate, or let's meet at the concourse by the supporter section, and I'll at least be with my group of friends that first game. Makes it a lot easier, and it makes it more fun. I mean, honestly. I, I mean, I, and I was, eight years ago when I moved here, I was that guy. All right, going to a Lions game is different to a 25,000-seat yeah. stadium, but I was the new guy, and it takes a while, and I get it, but persevere, and, and, and it will work. We will get to know you. You'll get to know us, and it'll be fine. And like I said, Maybe you should come out and you say, not really my vibe. I want to start my own supporters group. That's fine. We can still get to get along and we can still talk. As long as you're not somebody that spits on the opposition. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Also, then you go to Kansas City. But yeah. Also, with, with the U.S. games coming up and everything, yeah. it, it, go, go, go to the Amsterdam and watch with AO as well. Yep. Th- that is a roundabout way of how I got to the Luligans. Mm-hmm. Is if, you, if you know 50% of the AO people, you know 50% of the Luligans. There's a ton of overlap in yeah. those two groups. And, you know, then you then you start to get opened up to more events and, you know, meet more people, meet new people. Uh, and, again, you may not end up a Luligan, but it's good to know people in the Luligans. So come out, have some fun, learn more about the supporter section. Maybe you're on the fence. You don't know if the supporter section's for you or you want to get, you know, some seats. Come out and ask questions of about to us or to the St. Louis City front office. You know, get to understand what the general admission thing is. Get to understand what safe standing is. And, you know, just make your decision. So doesn't cost anything, but you can probably come out, have a few Schlafly beers, have some fun. Uh, Hell, a- that's even something to talk to somebody. <clears throat> Walk up to the bar, turn to the person to your left, say, what are you drinking? Is it any good? Yep. There you go. You're talking to somebody. Done. So it's going to be a fun event. We encourage everybody to come. 
bring a friend. Yeah, if you're, especially if you're coming, if you're a little leery, never been to an event, bring a friend. Come out and meet us. Pretty easy. You can hate us, but meet us first. <laughs> don't, ju- don't just hate us right off. Come and meet us and let, let us, us earn that hate. Let us earn your hate. <laughs> uh, but you may find you had a good time. You never know. So Worst thing that happens is you have a couple good beers at a good brewery that supports yeah. soccer. Yeah. Come I'll, I'll tell soccer to anyone. Right. And that's it. I mean, it's fun to just talk about soccer. So yeah. come on out. That's all I got. I got nothing. It was nice seeing you guys again. It's been yeah. a while. I guess we'll see you next month. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll try to be better now. Okay. Oh, we, we'll, oh no! Oh no! I might want to do a pod on Monday. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I might want to do a pod on Monday, or you may not. <laughs> oh, you may not. <laughs> then I'll see you next month. <laughs> we'll we'll make sure there's a health check going on. That's for certain. Somebody has to be a somebody has to be the bird wrangler that day. There you go. Well, Sarah, you got anything? Nope. Bird, got anything other than nope. bringing it home? It's back home. It's back on. I did like them singing uh, "Sweet Caroline." Was, you know, I the, looked at uh, that and I was like, "That's all, that's very reminiscent of the Shalala." Yeah, that's very reminiscent. And and as again, there is nothing we did here or do here or going to do here that they don't do around the world. Yeah. American soccer fans have a bit of an inferiority complex. We don't do anything here that they don't do around the world. You know, I'm really excited. And now that everybody's getting their shots and and we're starting to meet up with people again. We do need to work and get Lutz on the show mm-hmm. uh, because he's got a very unique viewpoint on support from around the world. And he can talk to us what it's like in the different countries and federations he's been a part of. Uh, he's, been, he's been working the Euros for I was gonna say, yes, he has. sports. Yeah. So Channel. it'll be interesting to see what he wants out of the St. Louis supporter section and some of the things that he he liked as a player and now as somebody in the front office what he likes out about supporters groups. So be on the lookout for Hell, that. Oh, he can even talk to us about what it's like to die on the pitch like Christian did. <laughs> he can. I mean. He, he can talk to us about stealing penguins. He can talk to us about all kinds of things. <laughs> the man the man is entertainment. Again, just I want to ask one. him what's it like to be a Germany fan and just sit there and enjoy games because he's <laughs> struggling with it. <laughs> you need to get a hold of him like immediately. Yeah, yeah. how do I do this? <laughs> <laughs> what do I do with my hands? What do you do when you're not punching a wall? <laughs> Screaming at the TV. All right. All right. I'm worried now. <laughs> well, because he's going to watch the game at your house. <laughs> yes, I know. I'm like looking around. I'm like, yeah. what's going to get oh, damaged? But that's here? what that's what I spent 20 years doing: pacing and screaming. But at it's the what TV. most of us do. It's it's you know it, that's sports. You're always French, French fans don't do that. They just go ha ha ha. Another World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> He says some things. I said some things. <laughs> <laughs> <We're at the laughs> <football. laughs> All right. Well, we will uh, return with more tales and uh, jocularity uh, whenever we get our schedules together again. Good luck, England. Touching me. Touching you. Good night.